greetings and welcome to episode 12 of the comms gear podcast a summary of some of the most recent developments in communications technology and we have a lineup of some fascinating subjects to discuss here today my name is jason and i'll be your host we'll be talking about a roundup of some of the most recent technological advances including some key points in cybersecurity, ai and of course mobile devices uh, starting with the eagerly awaited worldwide developers conference or WWDC in 2023 is our first topic of discussion for today. Uh, we'll talk about what to anticipate from this year's events and what it means for Apple's future. On 9to5Mac, I read an intriguing piece titled WWDC 2023, What to Expect. In the article, some of the reported announcements and potential surprises that Apple may have in store for us at this year's conference are highlighted. It's anticipated that Apple will release the tvOS 17, macOS 14, and iOS 17, which are the company's three key operating systems. These updates are frequently included uh, with several brand new features, performance upgrades, and strengthened security features at these releases. Apple is likely to concentrate or enhance the user experience across all of its platforms and could even roll out some intriguing new features. A topic that has received a lot of attention is augmented reality, or AR. According to the story, Apple may present advancements in augmented reality technology and may be announcing some new frameworks and tools for programmers. This is consistent with Apple's ongoing focus on augmented reality and its potential uses in a range of sectors. Additionally, there are reports that Apple may unveil a fresh series of MacBook Air computers. If accurate, this would be a significant development that several experts and creatives have been impatiently waiting. The new MacBook Airs have streamlined designs and improved performance from the new Apple M2 silicon processors. And while we don't know for sure what will be released until we see it unveiled, uh, these products will be of heightened interest at WWDC. The article also emphasizes the significance of workshops and seminars at WWDC that are developer-focused, and the developer community has always been appreciated by Apple and this year is anticipated to be no different. Deep dives into new frameworks, tools, and APIs are expected and allowing developers to build even more advanced and creative apps for Apple devices. So Apple never ceases to astound and WWDC is always full of su surprises. Another intriguing article that I saw on 9to5Mac was called Blue Sky Launches Alternative Feeds with Custom algorithms. And this article describes a groundbreaking advancement in the field of social media and artificial intelligence. The article describes a large-scale initiative that seeks to alter how algorithms operate on social media networks. And it claims that this Twitter clone called Blue Sky has developed an open, decentralized system that will let individuals design and alter their own algor algorithms or feeds. In contrast to the existing environment where the algorithms are proprietary and managed by the platforms themselves, this re represents a substantial shift. It gives people back control by letting them customize their social media experience according to their own tastes, values, and interests. Blue Sky wants to make, uh, make social media more individualized and customized by allowing users to establish their own individualized feeds and experiences. And in a decentralized algorithmic system, the article highlights that the function of modern uh, moderation and dissemination of false information should be addressed and fixed with this uh, adjustment. 
it will be vital to strike a, co a correct balance between user customization and upholding a responsible and secure online environment. The ultimate objective of Blue, of Blue Sky is to create a framework that different social media platforms may utilize to promote interoperability and provide customers the flexibility to customize their algorithmic experience across numerous platforms. Our next article, also coming from 9to5Mac, is titled USB-C on iPhone 15, the latest rumors and what to expect. So this article discusses the potential implications of recent rumors that USB-C could be coming to the Apple uh, ecosystem under their iPhone 15 and that uh, smartphone. The story claims that Apple intends to abandon its exclusive lightning connector in favor of the widely used USB-C standard. And this is on the heels of the European Union mandating devices being uh, electrically cable charged uh, by a USB-C compatible connection. And by making this change, Apple would bring the iPhone into step with other products like the MacBook range, the iPad Pro, which currently also supports USB-C, and it may potentially provide iPhone users with a number of benefits. So as we know, USB-C is renowned for its ease and adoptability. Uh, it enables quicker charging, higher data rates, a variety of peripheral and accessory connections. It's kind of the norm across most, not all, but most connections. And this would enable iPhone users to connect their smartphones directly without the necessity of more dongles and adapters to external screens, keyboards, and other USB-C compliant devices. Many consumers are already ready for the need to care, uh, ready to get away from the need to carry multiple cords and chargers in order to use their iPhones and other USB-C devices. And Apple would streamline the charging process and eliminate the clutter of several cords by adopting this USB-C standard, as which is already known as a current industri industry standard. For iPhone users, this can mean additional opportunities for high-quality audio equipment, external storage alternatives, and several other accessories. But not going to lie, iPhone uh, connector has, because it's almost a standard across the board for all iPhone products, has become pretty, pretty ruggedized in its use. But this would still enhance its capability and ability to get more data and better data. Uh, Apple has a history of choosing its own standard uh, for connectivity as seen with the fact that they continue to utilize this lightning connector. And this news should be treated with uh, caution until the formal announcement is made. However, if Apple does adopt a USB-C for the iPhone 15, it will surely be a huge move that will affect how the iPhone ecosystem develops in the future. It's always fun to speculate about the possible tweaks and enhancements Apple could make with each new iPhone version as we anxiously await official confirmation for uh, further information from them. The next article that we've got is from 9to5Google, and it's called Messages Magic Compose Beta Starts Rolling Out RCS Only Priority for Google One Subs. So this article is a focus on implications of Google Messages recently released Magic Compose feature for the well-known messaging service. The report claims that Magic Compose is an AI-powered predictive text function that offers whole words or sentences as you write, uh, making messages composition simpler and faster. Uh, <laughs> this clever co composing feature is intended to improve users' chat experiences and save time. 
Google Messages uses machine learning algorithms to evaluate the context of your discussions and offer some pertinent ideas using Magic Compose. And this can be very helpful when answering frequent queries or when you wish to quickly convey terms that are often utilized. Magic Compose launches in keeping with Google's ongoing commitment to using AI and machine learning to enhance its products. And Google Messages seeks to improve those communications by streamlining the texting process and introducing predictive text features. It's crucial to remember that Magic Compose is still in beta testing and being improved, as is all AI machine learning stuff. Uh, this enables Google to get their user input and make some further adjustments before making it you know, officially available to a larger, wide, all audiences. The article also adds that consumers can choose to use or disable this function based on their preference because it's optional and users are guaranteed complete control over their communication experiences because uh, of this flexibility. While Magic Compose is a welcomed addition to Google's messages, it's important to keep in mind that other messaging applications have also offered similar predictive text functions, and Google's implementation is supposed to uh, be supported by their ex expertise in AI and substantial data resources, and it may provide a more sophisticated and precise predictive text experience. It'll be fascinating to watch how Magic Compose develops in the future and how Google uses its, uh, its, its uh, input to further and improve this feature. In our next article coming also from 9to5Google, it's titled, The Summer of Foldables Starts This Week. And in the article, we learn of some of the developments, events, and announcements that we should be able to anticipate in the field of foldables devices this year, 2023. Foldable smartphones have attracted a lot of interest recently, and several significant tech companies want to release their most recent foldable smartphones this year. And these occasions offer a fascinating chance to, to see how smartphone designs and functionality will develop in the future. One of the most anticipated and awaited occasions is Samsung's Galaxy Unpacked, during which the firm customarily introduces its flagship products. According to rumors, Samsung may release updated models of its current foldable portfolio, which includes the Galaxy Z Fold and Galaxy Z Flip. It will be int uh, very interesting to see what Samsung has in store for us this year since we've seen advancements in the toughness, display technology, and multitasking capabilities with each iteration. And Google's yearly hardware launch is another important occasion highlighted in the article. And there was the expectation and happening for the potential and now true uh, foldable Pixel smartphone since Google has been aggressively researching the market for foldable devices. It would be fascinating to watch how Google approaches the foldable form factor and integrates it with their ecosystem and services given their concentration on software and AI. More manufacturers are anticipated to enter the foldable device market, including Xiaomi, Oppo, and Motorola. Since these businesses have already demonstrated their dedication to smartphone design and, and innovation, the foldable smartphones provide them a chance to push the envelope and stand out from the competition. We may anticipate improvements in display technology, hinge mechanisms, and software optimization as fold foldable technology continues to develop, and these advancement attempts to deliver a smooth and intuitive user experience while addressing issues with durability and usability. Although foldable smartphones have caught the attention of many, 
their high price tags still make them a niche commodity, but it is anticipated that foldable gadgets will become more widely available as technology develops and e- e- economies of scale take hold. And the more it's out there, the cheaper it can get. It's certain that foldable devices will continue to garner attention and influence the future of smartphone design and as well as uh, as we move ahead in 2023. So we're getting closer to a day when consumers may choose to buy a foldable gadget on a regular basis with each new announcement and development and advancement. My next article, also from 9to5Google, is Amazon's new Android tablet is the future of computing that Google wants. Android tablets have long been uh, lagging behind the iOS counterparts, but the report shines light on an intriguing conflict between Google and Amazon, two of those other big names in technology, especially in the world of Android tablets. The report claims that the market for Android tablets has long been dominated by Amazon's Fire tablets, and these accessible gadgets have come have become well-liked options for leisure and casual use because Amazon's extensive content in their ecosystem. With its own range of Android tablets, Google is now ramping up its game to attempt to threaten Amazon's hegemony. Uh, with the recent launch of the Pixel Slate and emphasis on productivity and adaptability, Google has doubled down its efforts to stand out in the tablet market. The Pixel Slate is aimed at consumers who want a tablet experience that is more focused on work. Mm. It has a high-end design and detachable keyboard and strong hardware. Okay. Amazon, on the other hand, still concentrating on producing inexpensive tablets that provide users just access to their enormous collection of digital content, which includes books, movies, and apps. Their tablets are an appealing alternative for casual users and those looking for a budget-friendly tablet experience since their approach focuses on offering a cheap entrance to their ecosystem, something Amazon's been doing all along with the we'll go low in price and you know work everybody else out of the system and then raise our prices slowly. Um, Amazon and Google are engaged in a fascinating competition for the Android tablet market. Since each company has its own advantages and strategies, and because of Google's focus on productivity and the Pixel Slate's adaptability, it may be a good option for users and professionals looking for a laptop substitute. Um, Amazon's content ecosystem and low price point uh, also makes their Fire tablets desirable for casual usage and entertainment. So although Amazon has enjoyed a sizable market share, Google's increased efforts and focus on the uh, tablet sector may encourage a healthy competition, sparking innovation and providing consumers with uh, greater options. And don't forget, Samsung's still out there with their tablets too. So that also rivals into the mix. So it'll be fascinating to see how Google, Amazon, and Samsung develop their tablet offerings in the future. My final article from 9 to 5 Google is called here are some barred features you might not know about and this article delves into the capabilities and characteristics of that new google bard ai language model so in response to some user requests google's bard has made is made to produce poetry and other types of creative writing bard has been trained on a huge corpus of poetry and literature using strong machine learning methods allowing it to write well-organized and creative pieces of writing. 
the capability of Bard to imitate several poetry geniuses is one of its noteworthy qualities, and Bard may adapt to multiple forms and produce writing that follows the norms and patterns of each genre, whether it is sonnets, haikus, or free poetry. Users may experience with various writing styles and creative expressions because of this adaptability. Uh, Bard has a plethora of possible uses, and Bard blends that strength of AI with the beauty of human speech, helping budding poets and writers find inspiration and improve their craft, as well as offering a special method to explore language creativity. Bard does have its limitations. Uh, while AI can produce excellent comp uh, comp compositions, there are times when the result may lack the emotional complexity and depth seen in poetry written by humans. However, as AI language models develop in the, in the future, uh, we may anticipate advancements in accuracy capturing this essence of human communication. And the underlying technology of BARD has potential for many more uses outside of obviously just poetry. It may be used for spark conversation, offer ideas for creative writing, or even help with localization and language tran translation. The potential for BARD's AI to improve human creativity Language comprehension and language usage is really just intriguing. Transitioning uh, to cybersecurity in a Fortinet blog post entitled Fortinet Survey Reveals a Disconnect Between Ransomware Preparedness and Prevention. They discuss a study done to learn more about the state of ransomware protection and prevention strategies within enterprises. The poll, uh, according to the publication, provides some interesting information regarding how ransomware avoidance is being practiced. It emphasized the difficulties that companies confront, their levels of readiness, and the precautions that they are taking to safeguard themselves from this expanding threat. The survey's main conclusion was that even though many firms had been subject of ransomware attacks, it's obvious that ransomware attacks remain a pervasive problem impacting businesses in a variety of industries rather than just isolated one-off events. The poll also stressed the significance of taking preventative action to ward off ransomware attacks. It was discovered that businesses with strong security procedures and all-encompassing preventative plans fared better against assaults on the uh, or in the aftermath of them. And the reports also emphasized that ransomware assaults were less damaging to businesses who frequently backed up their data and had efficient recovery procedures in place. The poll did also highlight certain organizational readiness deficiencies, though. It was discovered that many firms lack the network and system visibility required to quickly identify and stop ransomware assaults. Preventing ransomware necessities uh, necessitates a multifaceted strategy and for most important assets to be protected and to ensure business continuity. Organizations must provide, prioritize ransomware uh, avoidance and invest in all-encompassing security solutions. The next post that I got also comes from the Fortinet blog for cybersecurity titled OT on the global, straight, global stage and at warp speed. And the article offers a thorough summary of the last OT summit and a significant industry event centered on operational technology. That's what the OT stands for covering the important debates and insights given by ind industry professionals. The report claims that a variety of subjects, including OT security, digital transformation, 
and the fusion of IT and OT systems were discussed during the OT summit. The gatherings of specialists, thought leaders, and practitioners allowed them to exchange experiences and coping mechanisms for navigating and developing the field of operational technology. The summit's major issues were the growing significance of protecting OT ecosystems. As businesses continue to adopt digital transformation, the fusion of OT and IT systems presents a fresh risk and level of concerns. Uh, Critical infrastructure protection has risen to the top of the priority list, including uh, electricity grids, industrial facilities, and transportation networks. The significance of teamwork and cooperation is key in tackling OT security issues. Due to the interconnectedness and complexity of OT systems, it is crucial for stakeholders, including as technology vendors, government agencies, and industry experts to collaborate and share best practices, threat information, and different solutions. This cooperation method can aid in creating an OT environment that is more secure and robust. And the significance of automation and artificial intelligence in OT security was a crucial topic uh, covered uh, at the OT Summit. Leveraging automation and AI technology can help firms detect and respond to assaults more effectively as the number of complexity and cyber threats continue to increase. The conference also emphasized the significance of ongoing surveillance and immediate danger identification in OT situations. Having insight into network traffic, abnormalities, and possible breaches is essential for proactive security due to the dynamic nature of operational technology. To remain ahead of new threats, organizations must use these sophisticated security solutions that offer real-time visibility, analytics, and threat intelligence. We can see from the OT Summit review that operational technology security is a complex issue that calls for a diverse, just diverse strategy, and businesses need to make substantial security solution investments, promote communication and information sharing, use automation and AI technologies, and closely watch their OT environments. In our final article for today, it's a thought-provoking story from Sophos News titled, No Matter Where Your Employees Go, There You Are. This post discusses the, the, the difficulties and factors that firms must take into account while protecting their remote workforce in light of radical changes in the way we operate today. It claims that in today's remote work environment, the old perimeter-based security strategy is insufficient. Organizations must modify their security policies and guarantee data protection and maintain a strong security posture while employees access corporate resources from a variety of places and devices. The relevance of endpoint security is one of the major topics covered in the essay, and employees' devices serve as that gateway to business networks and data while they work remotely. To stop unwanted access to data and and data breaches, it's essential to make sure that these endpoints are secured using strong security measures like endpoint security software, encryption, and multi-factor authentication. Secure remote desktop protocols, RDPs, and virtual private networks are essential for creating secure connections between distant distant end employees and company networks. And it al- there's also an emphasis on the necessity of providing workers with sufficient uh, security awareness and training. 
the risk of social engineering assaults like phishing and pretexting increases with re- with this remote environment. Um, it's crucial to think about cloud security as we negotiate the world of remote work in order to secure sensitive data stored and accessed in the cloud, enterprises must install the proper security measures and use cloud security solutions. And this includes identity and access management, data encryption, and regular security assessments. The significance of a comprehensive and layered approach to security is emphasized in the article's conclusion. Intrusion detection systems, routine patch management, Network segmentation and incident response strategies are all examples of strong frameworks, and they're, they're kind of the basics. No matter where your workers go, it is crucial to protect them and the information and computer systems of your business. Well, that's all for today and today's episode of the ComsGear podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure sharing this exciting news with you, and I look forward to discussing more industry updates in future episodes. So if you haven't already today, please, uh, please, please subscribe to the Comscare podcast on your favorite podcast platform player so that you never miss an episode. And as always, feel free to look us up at our website at comsgear.com. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.